Hey, and welcome to another episode of Dream Chasers Podcast. Um, Want to go and thank our sponsors. Um, we have uh, Replay Hemp, Rita's Ice, uh, Team Await, and uh, Biosound Therapy. Also, we have now uh, the Push-Up Machine. Um, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's by our guest today. Our guest today um, started an organization, a girls basketball organization. Um, great guy, um, definitely is is uh, one of one of the leaders and innovators in girls basketball coming to Indiana. Um, I want to say founder or co-founder of IGB, uh, Matt Shade. How you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, good, good. Okay, hey, tell me some background of uh, of sports and life. Where you from? Tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, originally from Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Uh, moved here to uh, Carmel, Indiana, mm -hmm. uh, 1987. So uh, I started my freshman year of high school at Carmel High School. Mm -hmm. um, then I uh, went from Carmel High School onto Indiana Wesleyan University up in Marion, Indiana, and played uh, some small college basketball nice. up in Marion. And then uh, once school was out, just got out into the real world. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about IGB. What was the inspiration on on IGB? What made you What made you guys push to get that started? Um, and tell us a little bit about your growth with IGB. Yeah, uh, Indiana Girls Basketball is just a phenomenal organization. It's um, you know we we look back and you know I have a daughter now that's in uh, eighth grade. She's fourteen years old, and okay. we. Uh, you know, we started basketball early, you know, you're ready, you know, you're ready to go second, third grade. And there weren't a lot of opportunities for girls to play basketball. Right. Um, that focused on girls development. You right. know, you, you could be thrown into it with the boys or you could be a back burner and play on teams and play in awkward times right. or, you know, show up to the gym and hope that, you know, the other team showed up right. or, right. you know, hope you had a game that was within 50 points. There's right. just, a, there wasn't a lot of organization. The details weren't taken care of. So, right. We, we saw an opportunity to, you know, and it goes back to, we keep going back to this 51%. Right. And 51% of the population are females. Right. So right. you're telling me that there, there's not a model out there. I mean, these girls are playing volleyball, they're playing soccer. Right. But we didn't see a model that was dedicated 100% to girls. So uh, we thought we could do a better job. Right, right, for sure. And I and I can attest to that. My daughter plays for IGB. She's been there for two years. She loves it. She loves the culture of it. Um, I mean, definitely, I mean, I, th I think it's bigger than basketball. That's that's one of the things about your organization that I like. And, and definitely what you said, the, the organization piece. I mean, I've seen a ton. And, I, and I've coached AAU programs where, you know, in, in a week we had two practices and we practiced once and we moved it, you know, from Monday to Wednesday to Friday. So that's definitely um, a, a big thing. And like we're, they're right here in Hamilton County. Uh, like I said, if you want something for girls basketball, I mean, this is one of the, the up and comers. All right. Um, how is sports different from when you played um, till now? <laughs> it's i mean as you know it's, it's crazy it's, it, it has changed so much right. uh you know back you know back when we were you know in the grassroots ages from elementary to middle school right you played at the y right and then you played an all-star game and that was considered travel basketball basically. <laughs> right. right and now you know the model's completely changed with the opportunities that are in every sport not just basketball but right. the opportunities to play on teams the opportunities for training right um it's a year-round you know, it's a year-round deal, and uh, 
there's pros and cons behind that. I mean, there's a lot of good things, you know, that you can get, but um, you know, there's a big thing that we talk about is periodization and that's, you know, you, mm-hmm. you got to be able to look at your calendar and understand you can go a hundred percent at times, but right. you can't go a hundred percent 365 days. For a year. sure. For sure. So you got to have some downtime. You got some middle time and the high time. So you got to, right. you got to take a look at that calendar and you got to plan it out accordingly because uh, it's bigger than just the sport because there's definitely the physical, emotional and mental side right. of sports. And you got to make sure that the periodization that, you know, you're putting that athlete in the correct situation where they're going to grow and continue to grow. Right, right, for sure. Hey, what were your parents like uh, when you were playing sports? I know your dad, he does some training. I know he's a, a vet. He's been in it for a long time. So I'm anxious to hear what was it like uh, in the Shade household uh, for playing sports and, and uh, you know, you, your journey your journey through? Yeah, so Coach Poppy. Okay. He's known as IGB's Coach Poppy. He's right. got uh, 50 years' experience in basketball. Right, nice. I don't think everybody had the same experience I had okay. with Coach Poppy. It's a little rougher. But, uh, right, right. but he's just great. I mean, he's very down to earth, basic, fundamental skill development reps. Okay. You know, where that needs to be. Um, you know, but as a family, we love sports. It didn't win just basketball, it was everything. You know, ESPN right. was always on, right. going to Reds games. I mean, it's a big part of our lives. I mean, it's always been around sports and, uh, you know, that's the fun part. And I think that's that's what drives sports. It, it, it drives families together. And, right. You know, no matter what it is, it's it, it brings people together. For sure. For sure. Now, how long has IGB been going? See, IGB is just about two years old now. Two years old. Okay. And and you've seen a lot of growth. What 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 is your difference um, in growth from day one till now? Like, how many teams did you start with and what are you looking at now? Well, when we first started, uh, a little history there. It's it's myself mm-hmm. and my wife, okay. uh, Casey Shade and uh, Matt Blower, right. Chad Novinger, and Felix Mendez. There's five of us. Okay. We said, hey, you know, we've talked about this over beers a lot. You know? <laughs> right. It's time we do something. Right. You know? So, right. it, it, you know, it's a leap of faith. I mean, every business starts with a leap of faith. We had no idea. We knew we had one team. Right. And probably two and maybe three. But right. That was all. Right. So last year when we uh, initially launched, we ended up having 14 teams. Wow. So it, it, it grew fast, much right. more than what we expected. And, right. and again, this, this was something that was created out of the back of the trunk, you know, just hoping to find gym space right. and just try to, you know, passionately try to find every opportunity that we could with no one really taking this in a full-time role. This right. It was all done right. through lunch meetings, late at night, early mornings, whatever it was, just to make it happen. So we started with those 14 teams and then – um, we've been very fortunate along the way to find people like Natalie Morris, who's right. taken over our training operations. Natalie Morris, uh, if you don't know who Natalie is, uh, oh my gosh, she's just been the best thing that's happened for IGB over the last year, right. year and a half. She's just got such a passion for Again. the development of girls basketball. And for again, sure. not just the basketball side, but for these future leaders, the empowerment and, you know, creating confidence and building right. these girls up. And it, it, it's just been really great to have her join the program and, uh, as of right now with IGB, we've got 22 teams right. uh, representing right now with IGB in year two. Uh, we've launched a training program that we're going to continue to build that model with the training. And we'd like to get into the event side at some point too, to right. Uh, right. You know, create more opportunities. We're, we're housed out of Finch Creek Fieldhouse. Right. So uh, we've got a great headquarters. We've got a great location. So we want to utilize all of our assets and resources and make sure uh, you know, that we can, you know, scale this and, and make sure that we maintain quality of what we've said from day one. And right. that's 100% focus on player development, not, For sure. not wins and losses. Yeah. You know, you can, yeah. It's, it's player development first and having fun. If, 
if someone enters day one at IGB and they improve wherever that finals, right. that's that's meaningful. That's what we care about. Right, right. And I and I talk about that a lot on our podcast. I mean, parents, it's not about winning and losing. I mean, if you if you learn the game and and they and they actually do they actually go through the, the right process, the winning will come. You know what I mean? That's it. So they, you, you have to let your kid be a kid and you have to teach them. And, you know, like I said, you can win every game at a, as a third grader and then get up to high school and, and not win a game. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So that's how it goes. So I'm going to throw a little curveball in here. I, I don't know how you're going to like this question, but I, I can brag I can brag on your daughter. You can't. Okay. Um, and, and like I said, I, I, I watched your daughter play. Um, I think for it was for the first time this year I've heard so much about it. You know what I mean? And she she's a beast. I mean, I, I this is me talking. I'm not this is not Matt Shade. This is uh, this is Harvey Harrington with Drink Chase's podcast talking about his daughter. What? Um, I, and and I and I I continuously every time I come in the gym, I mean, I'm looking around and I and I, I see some girls working. I always see this kid working. Like what? Or some bre- some best practices. We're not gonna let, make you give all your all your secrets up because we want her to continue to be a beast. But what what is the motivation behind that? How does she continue to strive to get better to as good as she is to walk in the gym a couple times a week? And I see her on the side working on her game. Like what what have you instilled in her, or or is it just her love of the game that pushes her towards that? It, it it's weird. It's you know. I'm a personal trainer by trade, so okay. I've spent 25 years, you know, working with athletes. Right, right. And there's certain people that just have a gift, and it's a, it's a, it's that mental capacity to right. push for sure, push themselves. It's not really physical; it's right. more the mental side of it. And so, I, I saw this at a young age with her, you right. know, and I never really pushed her too hard, but you know, just con- you know, continue to watch her grow and develop. But right. there's four things that we've talked about since she started playing basketball, I always say, Ash, you know, hey, right. do you want to be good or great? Right. You know, she goes, sure. Dad, I want to be great. You know, and right. I said, okay, well, then I'm going to try to help you out. Okay. So there's four things that we need to do. First one's practice, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't mean just go to practice. I mean, practice when you're not practicing. Right. You know, you're getting reps. you got to want it more, you know, because you've got to go with the mindset. Someone out there is working harder than you. For sure. Someone is getting more reps than you. You can't let them do that. So. Right. It starts with practice. The second thing is work hard. Okay. You know, there's right. there's just no other way around it. You've got to work hard. For sure. And the third thing is never stop working hard. Yeah. And we we talk about this a lot. And one of the best things that one of the best things I've ever heard in training was I heard a guy say, "I don't start training until everyone else quits," <laughs> which makes total sense. You know, everybody can go to that eighty percent, right? right? I mean, everybody's in that eighty percent. But it's when people start quitting. It's that mental ability to push right. past that. That's when the real training starts, right? Because now you're not only above those people, you're in that one percent, right? And you're out grinding other people, right? And that's why you just continue to work hard, yeah. And then the, the last thing, and we always talk about, it, is have fun, right? You know, it, sure. it, it, and I continue to ask her, you know, hey Ash, you know, you having fun? Is this right. you, you want to be great still? I mean, because I'm going to drive, I'm going to push you, <laughs> right? Have fun, and right. you know, and it's awkward in today's because you hear so much about burnout and stuff, yeah. And, yeah. and, and how I deal with that, it's you know, it's like. You know, you got a dog and you got a tennis ball. Right. You throw that ball out. Right. That dog chases it down. It wags its tail. It sets the ball down by your feet. You're good. And you're right. and it's excited. Right. You know, and that's how it is right now. And when, you know, that tail stops wagging, you know, we'll reassess some stuff. But, you know, right. it's, you know, it's all about, you know, creating those four things. It's just, you know, practice, work hard, never stop working hard and have fun. Right. And, you know, and those are, those are variables that you can control. Right. You know, and if you can control those, 
you can't expectations. You're meeting your expectations. You, you know, right. you just take it from there. Right. Right. I just, I, and what you said was key. I mean, I see this a lot. And, and like I said, I've, so I've been around, you know, quite a bit of professional. My brother's a, was a, you know, NBA, ex NBA player. And I've been around it for so long. And, um, what, what I, what I realized at a young age was just how hard, you know, these guys had worked. Now, obviously, God played a part in that. WNBA, NBA, NFL, God plays a part in that. And and genetics is another part of it. And, you know, there's a couple other things that go into it. But just the ability of, um, you know, the ability to work. You know, like I, I, I watched a lot of NBA players work, but then I watched my brother, you know, go and, you know, go, sh- go shoot shots in the morning. You know, go lift weights, okay? Go for treatment. Go play go shoot again. And then later on that night, he's like, uh, we might need to go to the gym one more time. And I'm like, dude, we, it's like, we're in the middle of the summer. Like, what are you, what are you getting ready for a program? Like, but that's uh, like, like what you said, a lot of kids see things. Like I, I train some kids now and people pattern themselves after Steph Curry. And, and the biggest thing that I tell these kids, I'm like, listen, you're not Steph Curry. Steph Curry wasn't Steph Curry. He had to get his basics down, and he had to work at it right. to get there. You're seeing the finished product, and you want to do what he does. You can't do what he does. You know, you eventually you may be able to if you put that work in, but you can't come in and try to work on the shots that he shoot until you get your bases down. You're not hitting the shot regular. You know, you're twisting your body and you're doing this and that and the other. But that's a that's a big deal um, amongst kids now. We they just see the finished product and they feel like, oh, I can go out and I can mimic it in my in my driveway. And it's like, you know, even I had a parent tell me that the other day, like, we go out in the driveway and he shoots these shots and this, that, and the other, and then I get with him full speed and he can't hit a shot. I'm like, kiddo, you got to understand, in order for you to get better, you have to practice the way you're going to play. You're never going to play like that. You're not going to kick your legs and twist and turn and and be successful. You know, that's going to take a while for you to get there. You know, I mean, younger kids just don't understand that. So, anyway, um, how is it it having – this AAU organization, and um, what what were your thoughts going in, and has that thought process changed? You know, I know there's different factors of, you know, having these many kids, you know, um, you have to deal with parents, you have to deal with different tournaments and stuff like that. What were your initial thoughts when you first started it, and has that has that philosophy or has something changed along the way with your thinking? Are we kind of the same the same way when you started? I don't think much has changed with the model from player development side. I mean, that's okay. always been the focus is the player development and make sure the girls are having fun. Right. Um, but you hit on a key thing as you grow with anything in life and things become from a passion driven right. uh, friends building this thing, it, it becomes a business. So, right. you know, it's, it goes back to the 20% rule, you know, it's right. really hard to make everybody happy. For sure. Communication is a huge deal. And we're working through those, Right. You know, situations because we're not there all the time. Right. right. And so uh, there's a lot of trust out there that people believe in, you know, believe in the organization. But, um, you know, I, it is challenging at times when you put this much work into it and you hear of a maybe some unrealistic expectations. from parents. <laughs> right. It's kind, of, it's kind of a punch in the gut. Right. You know? and right. There's, there's a quote we always go back to, you know, it's like anytime you're in a leadership role, if you, if you want to make people happy, then sell ice cream. <laughs> right. right. You know, so it's. We're not selling ice cream here, but right. we're doing our best. And, uh, right. if, we, you know, if we stay true to our beliefs, you know, player development, having fun, right. that's all you can do. Oh, man. So you kind of jumped the gun on this one. Uh, the next question that I, I, I'm, I'm looking at is, uh, you know, are people realistic uh, with their kids in sports? And um, 
the reason I say this, the reason I ask this question is because like every, everybody kid is their baby. You know what I mean? I look at my daughter and it's like, man, she's getting, you know, she's starting to do this. She's starting to, but I, I've been around the game and I've, and I've been around a lot of realistic stuff that I, that I can, I can come back and I'm like, well, no, she's not doing that or she's not doing this. She's not, but everybody's kid is their baby. So, you know, if your baby goes out outside, like what we just said, and they make 10 in a row, my baby can play. My baby's better than that point guard over there, this and the other, which, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to help some parents to understand that if, if, you're, uh, if, if, if you, your son or daughter wants longevity in the sport, you have to be realistic because there's going to be times when somebody may be better than your child. And, and, and I, and, I'm I'm with that now. I mean, my daughter's in fourth grade, and I see some fourth graders that are better than my daughter. Now, my daughter's pretty skilled. She may be she may be a little bit more skilled than this girl, but this girl understands. This girl may play better defense. This girl rebounds, and I take that all into account. And I talk to her about it. And I'm like, hey, you know, you're playing well, but she's out playing you. Oh, well, daddy, I you know I got ten points. Well, what does that matter? So I want to know, like in this day and age, are parents and, and uh, our parents realistic about their child? And what is some advice you would give, uh, you know, to a parent about being realistic with your child? Because if you're not realistic with your child, you can hurt them. I, I believe this is me talking, not Matt Shade. I believe that you can hurt your child if you're not realistic, because you're going to, you're going to kind of go into mama bear or papa bear mode. And then, you know, now, you pull them away from something that was good for them. And now they go to another team and you figure out that maybe they wasn't who you thought they were. So what do you think? Yeah, that's, that's a loaded one there. It's, you know, I think the, the basic root of all this is the kind of the, the era we live in right now. I think right. it's helicopter parents, you I'm know, where you're sure. constantly over and right. it's hard to see your child fail. It right. really is. Right. But realistically, it's the best thing that can happen to them. Right. I mean, that's, it goes back to back when we were playing ball, you know, how right. you deal with adversity. Right. For sure. If your child can't deal with adversity now, how do you expect them to do that when they get to high school, college, and into the real world? So, right. uh, you know, the ability to, you know, have, you know, trust in an organization, you know, because the other thing too is basketball is not an easy sport. For sure. It, you know, right. you, you can debate it, but in my opinion, it's the hardest sport to play yeah. because, there, of the physicality, right. the, there's no place to hide out on the basketball court. Right. It, it, and it's tough mentally. It, it's a tough place to be. Right. So, you know, the ability to fail, right. you know, as a parent, and trust in the organization it, that, you know, they're putting them in situations that they're failing, but they're also learning from it. Right. You know, you don't want to get to the other side where you're beating them down all the time. And, right. But it's all right. You know, fail, build them up. Right. You come back stronger. So right. expectations for parents in today's world, it's it's crazy. It's like that. we have a, a son also. Right. Ashton has a twin brother. Right. And we see it on the baseball side a little bit. Right. Um, but, you know, you know it, it's all trust in the organization. And then, you know, feel like that you as a parent can let go. Right. And sit back and let them figure it out. Right. Because then it gets back to your point where – you're actually helping your child out than hurting them by right for sure for sure well hey i'm gonna leave you guys with this last thought i saw this video the other day and uh i forget it was an olympic uh 
um, what is it called? Like high jumper. We take the bar and she goes over and, uh, it was, uh, Usain Bolt and it was, uh, Michael Phelps. And this is one of the coolest. I, I mean, I, once we start doing, I, I'm going to do a YouTube channel soon. Once we start doing that, I think I'm gonna put this video up, but this is the coolest thing I saw. Uh, it was a high jumper. It was, uh, Usain Bolt and, and Michael Phelps. And what happened was they showed when they lost like when they actually lost, like the girl, I, I wasn't sure who the girl was. I, I had to look her up, but Usain Bolt dominated. Michael Phelps dominated, right? And, you know, they showed the first race and they had the music behind it. It was all inspirational and they lost. And I'm looking like, well, these dudes never lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's the deal? So, and, and, they, and they had, the, they put these words up, like the, 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 the screen went dark and then the words came up and it said, when you lose, experience is the reward. And then they cut back to all their winnings and stuff like that. So a lot of people don't understand. They think, you know, they take losing as failure. And we, we as a society have to get out of that. You know, I mean, we, you know, me and Matt Shade, we're ultimate competitors. We can go out and play basketball all day long, but we're grown. You know, me losing, I can take that personal and do this and the other. But for my fourth grade daughter and your eighth grade daughter, losing is just the beginning. She has to learn from it. They have to, they have to figure out how can they build a character? How can they, how can they deal with adversity? These are, we're, we're trying to teach lifelong lessons within any sport or anything that we do with our kids. So we have to make it so that when something doesn't go right, that they can, they can, they can pull themselves up by their bootstraps and they can come back stronger. So we have to, we have to, this is, this is uh, one of the, the big messages behind me doing these podcasts is just that, you know, we're in this for our kids. We're not in this for ourselves. You know, I can go out and, and figure out something and do a 30, 30 and older league and try to win every trophy there is. Good for me. But guess what? I've been through it. My kid has not. You know, if I, if I don't teach them on how to deal with things when stuff doesn't go correctly, what's going to happen in real life? All right, so these are the lessons that we want to learn. But hey, I, I uh, that we want to teach. Uh, want to say, want to say thank you, Matt Shea, for coming on today. Um, and, uh, want to say, want to give a shout out to our sponsors as always. Um, uh, Replay Hemp, uh, Rita's Ice, um, uh, Bio Sound Therapy, uh, Team Away, uh, IGB, and uh, go check out the Push Up Machine on Amazon. Uh, I've been hearing big responses about it. He gifted me one today, so it's nice to nice to see. So uh, go check that out. Definitely support IGB. Matt Shea, good having you today. Thank you so much, Harvey. Appreciate it. All right. And we'll talk to you guys soon.